you've entered the Houston Running Zone, the ultimate podcast for runners in the Houston area, featuring the everyday runners who inspire us, clubs, gear, races, and runcations. Houston, we've got the runs. All right, today in the zone, I have the director of marketing for the Zydeco Marathon. They also have a half marathon. They have a 5K, one-mile run. We'll get all the details, but here to give us more information about racing in 2021 is Patrick Hardy. Patrick, welcome to the zone. Hey, thanks for having me. We've got a lot to cover today, but kind of before we get into um, the theme and everything about the races, we've got a lot going on. You know, Let's kind of address the big elephant in the room, like, how are you keeping the safety protocols for your race coming up? So we've, we've done a lot of extensive planning to make sure that uh, we're following the, the COVID protocols. And our, uh, our race director this year, uh, she has traveled across the country and she has actually attended five socially distanced races all over the United States. So she's been traveling to take notes and see how we could do things safely and efficiently. Uh, we feel we have a solid plan and uh, taking that plan to meet with our local officials to make sure that we're able to get all of our permits. Because the big thing is to try and put together um, a great race plan, but then if you can't get the permits to run on the streets, then it, it, nothing's good about that. So we took the safety plan, met with our local uh, police officials and the administrative people in the mayor's office, and they saw that we had did our homework and they believed that uh, we were very well prepared to have live in-person racing to not have to fall back on some type of virtual event. Face masks need to be worn until you've crossed the start line and then you can, you can put it in your pocket, throw it on the ground, whatever. And then we're going to require um, face mask after you cross the finish line and, and of course catch your breath. But they just want us to have everyone masked um, before the start and then after the finish. And then the other piece to that, we've had a few questions about um, your typical starting corrals that usually everyone's kind of bunched in together. So uh, we're going to have um, some markings on the road. We're going to paint some orange circles on the road that are six feet apart, approximately four or five across, and then have people start um, two lines at a time, about 10 to 15 seconds apart, just to build in some distancing on the front end. And we know once they get running, it's going to naturally spread out. But just so we don't have a large crowd of people rushing through on the front end, potentially make some people uncomfortable. We want everyone to feel comfortable to come run the race. We've done a lot of preparation to make sure that'll happen. Oh, super cool. I mean, that's above and beyond that most races will do is let's let's check everybody else out, um, which, which is amazing. I love the name Zydeco Marathon. Can you tell us a little bit about the theme of Zydeco? Having lived in Houston for for 14 years, um, there's a large contingent of people from Louisiana that live in Houston or the Houston area uh, due to a lot of the oil field business. They, they were here in Louisiana and uh, they got relocated to Houston. People are familiar with Zotico. It's kind of usually referred to as a type of music, but with that is festivals, kind of the theme. A lot of, a lot of our, we have a lot of festivals in South Louisiana. So um, what goes with that is usually music, food, and, and beer. So the whole premise of this was to do something back in 2013 when the original idea was planted, was to try to do something that uh, other races weren't doing and, and show off what 
uh, people knew Lafayette to be or to show out all the good stuff about Lafayette. And that tied into um, our post-race party. The, the route of the race traverses University of Louisiana. And uh, there's another big area called the St. Streets, which is a kind of an, a, an older neighborhood that's kind of been revived. So kind of run through that area as well. And uh, it starts and stops in downtown Lafayette. So we kind of get a, a good mix of the community in, uh, in, the, in our route. Now you have a lot of different races you have. Uh, is it over two days, the different race distances? So this will be our second year to uh, include on March 13th. We're going to have a one mile fun run for the kids and, uh, and a 5k. And after that, um, we have a, what we call a Zodico breakfast. So, um, the race starts and finishes at an establishment called rock and bowl, which is known for, uh, live music entertainment and bowling, uh, originated out of new Orleans. And they opened up an, um, they opened up a location here in, uh, Lafayette. So the, the 5k and the one mile will start and finish right in front of rock and bowl. Uh, the participants after that race, um, can uh, come in, come, come inside of, of the establishment and get, uh, kind of, we, we call it a Zotico breakfast. So you, some basic things and a little twist with some Cajun food in there. So that part last year we did was a big hit. And so, um, we decided to do it again this year. So that's on March 13th. And then on March 14th, uh, we're going to have the half and the full marathon and a half relay. So we added in um, a couple of years ago, a relay option. So if you don't want to run 13.1 miles, you can grab a friend and everybody can do approximately a 10 K. So you, you, uh, you get all the same race swag and you still get to participate in the after race party, but it's uh, you, you split the distance with a friend of yours. Oh, great. Yeah. I mean, when I ran it, I just looked it up. It was uh, 2018. So almost three years ago, it's a great Houston runcation. You're three and a half hours away from the majority of Houston. It's the closest, you know, running just, you know, running destination besides Beaumont, which is, you know, only a half hour, one and a half hours away. They have some really great races. Austin has an amazing running community. I believe they're getting some of their races back. I love the theme. I love everything about it. I want people to kind of make it a whole weekend like I did. You know, are there some close hotels that you recommend for people to kind of make a whole weekend out of it? Sure. So um, if you go to our website, ZoticoMarathon.com, there are several partner hotels in there. The uh, Hilton Garden Hotel um, that's on the route has um, agreed to do a special for us. So that information is on the website as well. Uh, LafayetteTravel.com has got a, lo- a bunch of local information about restaurants and events and all kind of fun activities. If people do come and make it a, a runcation, um, I mean, they can drive 20 minutes and go see where Tabasco sauce is made. I mean, what a great opportunity because people, I mean, that's a world famous thing and that's about 25 minutes from Lafayette. So it's not a bad little, you know, day trip Saturday after you come by and do the 5k and get your packet pickup. Earlier, you were talking about themes. So we kind of created um, Exotico Marathon, Exotico as a theme, but we kind of came up with a mask up, lace up, and let's do this um, on the premise that it's been a tough year and a lot of people haven't been able to run in person. So we wanted to make sure we, we, we put on the product that we're known for, but at the same time, allow people to do uh, live in-person racing. Oh, yeah. People are 
wanting to get out. Uh, races are starting to sell out here in Houston. Galveston sold out. The Woodland sold out. Uh, so you're looking for the next sellout race. Go to Lafayette. Go to go to Zydeco. You'd also mention a little bit about the route because I love the route. It was a little bit of the historic downtown, and I believe when I went to the university, everything was you know very flowery and um, you know kind of had that uh, kind of like a, a university in the East Coast. You know, can you kind of share a little bit about some of the things that they'll see on the route? Sure. So uh, starting downtown, it kind of uh, you will pass by um, our big what I'll call our entertainment venue called the Cajun Dome. And it's where our UL Raging Cajuns play basketball. And uh, it's where we have our local concert. So you kind of make a pass um, around the Cajun Dome and, and then you begin trekking back towards downtown through uh, what we refer to as the St. Streets area. And then uh, you re-enter downtown. You pass very close to the uh, very famous St. John Cathedral downtown Lafayette. And then you move towards the university and running through the university. Like you said, it's a very beautiful campus. That's actually where our relay spot is. If you're going to be doing the relay from there, uh, passing through campus, you'll go to this beautiful park called Girard Park. It's one of our big city parks. The the race actually goes right through the park. The route is is through the park. And then you uh, move into an area called Bendel Gardens. So we kind of go with our fast, flat and fast track but there is a few hills in this little area called Bendale Gardens and if you're not familiar with our route people will often come back and say you said it was flat so it's one of those things like running Houston where you got the overpasses that's about the only hills that you have there they have just a a couple of hills on on that and then you you come out of Bendale Gardens at about mile 11 and you and you come back towards uh, downtown. We're in the Houston running zone. We've got the runs. Uh, what are some of this, the swag? I mean, you're doing the medals and the shirts as well too, correct? Correct. So our, uh, our, our medals and shirts, uh, every year our medals have some type of theme tied into Zydeco. And this year is no different. It's kind of a fanned out accordion. And if you go to our Facebook page, uh, the Zydeco Marathon Facebook page, um, the medals are on the Facebook page. So you'll be able to check out the medals and um, the 5k and one mile will also have medals. So if the, if the kids run it or they you run a 5k, you still get a race medal and a shirt. Oh, that's very important. I, I love that you're giving medals, not only for kids, but for 5k's, that's what people need. They need that little motivation. Um, you never know where people are coming from. Maybe this is their first 5k. They need something to, to remind them, not just the shirt, which is cool. I love the theme idea. I think people are just in a happier mood when there's a theme and I loved everything you guys did, including an after party. I know the after party is going to be a little bit different, but you're still having uh, an amazing after party. Well, above and beyond that what we have going on in Houston, can you kind of share, you know, what the after party is for uh, 2021? Sure. So we had to make some minor changes just due to the, the, the restrictions that we have to uh, abide by. But uh, all of the same food is going to be available. So I remember when you guys came here, we talked about the food options, which included gumbo, jambalaya, and red beans and rice. There may be some additional boudin that's available. We're working on that still. So the options are the same that you guys got to experience a couple of years ago. 
We had to tweak a little bit on our, uh, our, our adult beverage beer options just because of the state having a restriction on special event alcohol permits. But Lafayette's got a great social community and very close to the post-race party across the street. We've got several of our um, local bar establishments that have agreed to work with us to still allow the runners to redeem their food and beverage coupons there. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I've done over 40 halves, uh, I don't know, half a dozen fulls or whatever. And I've never had the after party food as good as y'all's. I mean, so I've done a lot. <laughs> so yeah, I want to go, uh, maybe I'll hit it up next year. I, it's a little bit too late for me to train. Um, I'm training for a buffet apparently. So uh, also, um, you know, do you have any people that are, you know, people come in, they bring their family and they make it a weekend. If people want to volunteer, because a lot of times that's what they want to do. Like, okay, my family's going to be here and they want to volunteer an aid station. How do they get involved in uh, any volunteer, even, you know, start, finish, whatever they need to do. What's a good way to to start that up for you? No. So volunteers are always welcome. And uh, obviously this year we have some people that are concerned about being outdoors and in some type of socially distanced event. And and we totally respect that. But if someone's interested in volunteering also on our website, zoticomarathon.com, there is a volunteer button they can click. And it kind of lays out the, the locations. So you can even pick the spot that you want to volunteer and the time shift that you want to work. So we kind of made it as easy as possible. And that provides us the opportunity to draw in more volunteers. They may only want to work two hours so they can work their two-hour shift and then be a part of the post-race party or get to the finish line and cheer on the runners. Now that I have a teenager, I kind of realized they need volunteer hours. And I know this is obviously a safe way to do it because a lot, a lot of the stuff is touchless and things like that. So yeah, definitely uh, hit them up. A couple more things I want to ask really quick. Uh, number one, are you guys going to have the Ainsley's Angels? Are they available to run your races this year? Ainsley's Angels will definitely be participating. I, I think like you enjoyed it, they tend to come out and we always give them a little bit of head start. If, if you're familiar with Ainsley's Angels, it started with um, a young lady that was diagnosed with infantile neuroxinal dy- dystrophy. And I think as the disease was progressing, they were trying to find things to do as a family and, and kind of reading about it on their website. Uh, in 2008 um, was the first race that her dad pushed her in a running, large running style stroller. And over the course of the next few years, uh, it, it was documented that she was able to participate in over a hundred road races that she was able to ride in the running stroller. And I think the whole premise of it is that when they did the first one, they saw this, the smile on her face and the response um, saw that it made her happy. And knowing that she had a terminal illness, uh, the family used that as an opportunity just to provide some, some blessings for her in her final years of life. So it's kind of a great thing to see our kids come out. We have sometimes volunteer people that they need extra pushers. So we have, uh, you know, people will team up and will push some of the kids and they, I think they get a blessing from being a part of it just as much as the kids do from being able to ride for 13 miles. Oh yes. My, my whole family's done it. Our running club, they, one of the chapters came to talk to the running club and we had, you know, 30 people sign up on the dot, you know, Hey, we want to be a part of this. It's a really cool way to give back, especially if you're not going for a PR or if you've been running like me for 10 years, and you want to do something different. It's a great way to give back and want to, um, you know, give them a shout out. We'll put some links for them. And I'm so happy you guys will, will have them 
uh, back. A couple more things is the charity option for your race. Can you kind of explain how that works and if people want to kind of get involved in kind of raising money for charity? Sure. So part of um, the original idea when Zotico was being put together was to be able to take um, the monies that we raised and provide that back to various local charities. And this year, we've kind of changed it up a little bit, uh, just simply because of um, the past year that a lot of charities have experienced with COVID and a lot of fundraising has taken a hit. A lot of events that people normally do to raise money for their charities, uh, they have not been able to do. And that includes runs, that includes uh, trips, travels, a, a bunch of social events that typically happen where people can raise money. They haven't been able to do that. So we decided to kind of well, I'll say spread the money out a little bit more because we normally pick one or two charities to deal with, but we've got a, a, a decent list of charities that are going to be benefiting from our, uh, our race this year, including uh, what we call Big Brothers and Big Sisters. A lot of people familiar with that. Uh, St. Jude's going to be a part of the, ch- the charities that we select. So we've got several local charities that, that will benefit from our fundraising. Before I let you go, I did want to surprise you. We do have a lightning round. We call it a lightning round. It's only three questions. I end up being lightning and I end up yapping. So either way, we just got three really quick questions for you. Are you ready? I, I did prepare and go watch some of your previous <laughs> podcasts. So I'm, I'm, I, was, I was expecting this. <laughs> well, I have a couple of new questions. I like to mix it up. But uh, <laughs> all right. Since you're Louisiana, this one's, this one's very important, very controversial. Question number one, beignets or donuts? What's your preference? Uh, beignets and king cake. Nice. Now, king cake, is the, is the season technically over? The, the king cake season ended with Mardi Gras. But a lot of our local bakeries, um, they will still make a, a, a king cake and, and maybe put some Valentine decorations on it or some green for St. Patrick's Day. So you can still get the same pastry. It just may not have the, the gold, purple, and uh, green colors of Mardi Gras on it. So you're traditionalist, you cream cheese, praline, praline. Uh, that's a whole nother thing, praline or praline. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite uh, or flavor? I, I'm an equal opportunity eater. I, I have no, I just, whatever is brought into the office, I will gladly eat on. <laughs> All right, terrific. <laughs> All right. So question number two, describe your running style using an animal. My running style using an animal. Uh, lately, probably more of a pack mule. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, r- running is it, especially preparing for the race. You tend not to get as much runs in because there's more work happening during the race uh, preparation. But uh, uh, it, it's it's always fun. Rabbit definitely doesn't fit, but it, uh, I'll, I'll go with pack mule right now. All right, terrific. Especially the humidity's back, so yeah, that's just part of it. Living here in the south. All right, and of course, the last question: your favorite culinary guilty pleasure? I have to ask this because you're from Louisiana. Well, right now it's a uh, boiled crawfish. It's crawfish season, and so um, my, my uh, culinary guilty pleasure is, is definitely crawfish. It can be etouffee, um, but primarily boiled is my preference right now. Yeah, hopefully they'll have enough uh, with all the freezes. Hopefully they'll have enough for the next couple months here. So uh, yeah, Patrick, once again, thank you so much for taking some time. Also, want to plug your website and of course the Facebook page. Is that also linked to your website? Correct. So zoticomarathon.com. And then uh, Zotico Marathon is on Facebook as well as Instagram. 
Uh, once again, everybody, podcasts are free. So if you know anybody that can use this information, share it with them, make it a runcation, you name it. If you're on Apple Podcasts or anything that does reviews, if you could rate us and review us, that'd be great. Not required. But more importantly, looking forward to sharing another episode next week. Thanks for visiting the Houston Running Zone. If you know someone you'd like to be featured in the zone, go to the HoustonRunningZone.com and send us a message. Until next week, always remember, Houston, we've got the runs. 